Hi, I'm Jamie, and I am the creator of One World, Your Story, where we bring people together. And right now, we need this more than ever. The murder of George Floyd, the latest of countless Black Americans to be murdered at the hands of police in America, has set off a chain reaction across the United States. People are angry, people are hurt, and rightfully so. We cannot stand by and allow this to continue any longer. It's time to use our voices and bring this conversation out into the open for good. So join us for this episode of The Floyd Files. How are we gonna change this world if we just continue to spread hate? The only thing we can do is just love one another. See it. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So we are a go. So let's go ahead and get started. So um, as many of you know that are listening, my name is Jamie, um, the creator of One World, Your Story, and I am so excited to be here today with Trion and Yeshaya, the creators and founders of the United Races. Um, so um, yeah, let's have you two go ahead and introduce yourselves because really all I know about you is that you're ni both 19 years old living in New York and organizing protests um, and rather big ones at that uh, getting a lot of traction and doing some really great activist work so before we get into all that let's hear a little bit about who you two are how did you meet um, so let's start with who you are so Yeshaya you're at the top of my screen let's have you go first oh man Tell me a little uh, bit about you. Uh, I was born and raised in New York. Um, 19 year old kid from Brooklyn. It's not really that much to know about me. You know, I'm just a nice guy. Like, I don't know what to say. I, I just. I think like, you're pretty right cool. Climate. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> right now in this climate, I just decided like, you know, I feel like it's time to to stand up for something and to do something positive, especially because you know after seeing the the videos of George Floyd uh, and all the the videos for the past couple of years of unarmed black men and women and children getting murdered at the hands of police, it kind of like triggered something because my my cousin was killed by an off duty police officer when I was um sixteen, twenty sixteen. So it was like. I kind of felt like I had to step up and do something, even if it wasn't organized protest, because at first I wasn't organizing, I was just a part of it. And uh, I saw the I saw the emotions and the just the pain that the people were feeling. And it just, you know, I just was empathetic and I felt the same way. So I was like, you know, like, let me let me start doing something. It was actually Trion, it was actually Trion's idea to organize the first protest. Okay, Bye. Yeah. perfect pass off. By the way, I'm like, ah, oh, there's so much I already want to dig into. And thank you already for being so open uh, and sharing yourself with us. So awesome intro. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot interesting about you. I can already tell. So never say that about yourself. Um, and anyway, yeah. Okay, Trion. So it was your idea. Tell us a little bit about you. All right. Well, um, oh, 19. My name is Trion. And 
yeah, like I, you know, I was, I think, like a first year college student, you know, uh, until like BMCC. Kind of didn't like it, you know. I was thinking about transferring, but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, I always liked, uh, like, as a kid, I like, you know, always wanted to like change the world somehow. Because I, I think it's kind of weird as a kid. I always knew the world wasn't the way it should be. You know, like, I feel like there's something wrong. I just didn't know what it was because, you know, I was young. I was like, my mom tried to hide me from, like, the real, like, craziness and chaoticness of the whole world. So, you know, I just kind of was like a free roamer. I just went alone. I went to go, like, you know, like, I'm not go rebel against my mother. But, you know what I mean? I would, I would just, you know, go outside when, you know, she said no. You know what I mean? <laughs> not exactly rebelling. But yeah. yeah. Um. Everybody rebels a little bit. Come on. Mm-hmm. We got to. So we're doing this whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, yeah, you got, you know, oh yeah, me and Shy make music. Forgot to tell you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's kind of how we met. Like, to, to be honest, like, we used, um, yeah, like mutual friends. Okay, like, you make our... music together. Yeah. And then, okay, that's interesting because, Yashai, you don't know this, but before you got on, I was like, oh, I'm learning ukulele. We have no timestamp, except for the fact that like oh, really? I had my ukulele lesson. And I was like, oh, Trion, do you play any instruments? No. You didn't mention that you do music, though. What kind of music? You rap, you know. Oh. You know like, okay. You know, okay, I'm so- trying to get into other genres. <laughs> trying to. <laughs> So maybe before this is over, we can get a little taste of that. So, okay, you met each other through music. Then how did the idea, how did United Races start? Well, what? you could take it away, bro. You could take it away. All right, I'm going to let you, like, you know, plug in when you need to, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, um, so, um, so I was, like, uh, at, like, well, this is, what, like, last month, that May. Um, this was about, like, who was the last person that one of the joggers that died? Yeah, I Ahmaud think Arbery. it was Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, yeah. Ahmad Arbery. Yep. So yeah, um, I was you know on the news like this is like one of the first stories I seen you know after post COVID you know of police brutality. So like I was just wondering like why is this happening all that kind of stuff. And then I actually partake in my first protest um, during the, the same day Trump went to show the Bible in front of the church. So yeah, that same day I was in there, I went to, you know, like uh, Swan Street. And that's when, you know, they started like, like towards the end of the night, cause at the time DC had a curfew. Um, we had to go like, like we had to basically just like disperse the entire area. We can't be in like, you know, outside or get arrested all that kind of stuff. That's what I said, but you know, curfew was a, uh, not a widely accepted topic of you know enforcement so nobody really really messing with it um and then yeah the the whole incident on swan street where like the swat team uh marshals started um to zero us in like about like i think 500 of us in one little narrow street and one by one, kids were taking kids my age, you know, 18 years old, 19 year old, like, you know, it was scary, like outside hearing it. But I was in one of the houses hiding from the cops. So it was really like, you know, it messed with me a lot. Like, wow, this is what the government like tries to do. I, I always thought like America likes to sell like 
fear to their citizens. So that's why, like, you know, that moment that really heightened, like, my senses about how the government really, like, does things, how they enforce everything. So, yeah. Um, but after that day, I just, like, this is also, like, simultaneous with the time where New York was um, having, like, a bunch of, like, backlash at, like, the protesters. So, like, yeah, they were, you know, looters, all that kind of stuff, rioters defacing property all that kind of stuff they just had a bad light on them so i just thought like you know i want to actually put an example out there i wish we could like someone could throw an example out there and you know i was just like maybe i should just do a protest in new york maybe we should like you know but i gotta see who's really with it i see yeah doing his thing you know yeah i'm gonna let you explain that yeah to to elaborate on that it's like um you know i was outside protesting since day one with the George Floyd murder. And it just seemed to me like there were no, there were no leaders of the movement. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a leader or anything, but people are easily influenced when everything is on social media, on the news. Um, you know, they see it everywhere they go outside. You know, people are talking about it in the newspapers. And people are easily influenced to do the wrong thing. Um, it's like monkey see, monkey do, you know? So mm-hmm. a lot of people were not even, honestly, it was just the media showing a lot of looting and rioting and, and you know, the damaging of properties. So it, it kind of gave like the process a bad name. And from what I was doing, it was it was more of a peaceful thing and I've I've seen the first day of the protest at Barclays Center. I saw you know cops mace people, um, you know arrest people unlawfully for no reason. They even tried to arrest me for trying to talk to them, have a conversation with them. They tried to mace me. They tried to arrest me. Obviously, it didn't happen. Um, but no, why we, not? We just wanted. Why didn't they? Or I mean, not that they should have. I'm just wondering, like, how did you get out of it? Why didn't they? Because I escaped. <laughs> I don't know how else to to say it. <laughs> but I maneuvered my name, my way out of the situation, and um, managed to get myself free. Non-violently, I didn't put my hand on anybody. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you were able to get out to get out of there. And I mean, what I heard from both of you that I think is like so awesome. I mean, first of all, it is just I don't know. Did either of you see Obama's speech? What was it like two or three weeks ago? I did. Okay, and he was snippets. Look at the young people, Mm -hmm. right? Like in times like this. And here you are, like not even wanting to be a leader at Triant, also your first protest, literally. And then here you are leading a protest where 25,000 people came. Yeah, yeah I mean, me, yeah, it was really, it was surprising. Deal. That's a big yeah. fucking deal. I don't think it is surprising because what I hear from you two, why you're starting it. I mean, it, yeah, is that what you go by? I heard Triant uh, they, call they, you that. They, they call me Yaya or Yaya. Okay, is it okay if I call you yeah? Yeah, sorry. Okay, so, you know, something happened to your family three years ago and 
you're doing this and showing up because of also empathy and love. I mean, it's not about hate or anger is what I heard. It's about empathy and love showing up for the people wanting there to be a way that people can actually organize and do this together and And know who the leaders are. It's kind of deeper than that too. It's about giving the people hope and inspiration. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the protests that I've been to or that I've been speaking at, I saw a lot of children in the, in the crowd, like a lot of kids, you know, usually this, somebody told me this, like the white children would, would look at us black teenagers and be scared if they see us on the street or have some type type of judgment already because of what they see on the, the media or what they see in movies and whatnot. But you know, we're, like we're giving the black youth a good name because a lot of people that's out of touch with reality and all the information is based on news and media and not real life experiences, perceive black teenagers and black youth to be like disruptive, destructive, you know, um, ignorant and whatnot. So, and I know personally from people that I know and myself and Treon, for example, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not bad people. We're, we're all human beings and we just want to live in a peaceful Of manner. course. So we, I'm we like, gotta, I know that. And I don't yeah, even have to know you. 100%. But there, mm-hmm. there are people that are ignorant and that have, you know, too into deep. Into yeah, the they're like, they have rooted, like, like personalities where they think that the past is, is the present still and they don't want to, like, mm-hmm. change. And yeah. Do you think that it is, like, a personality thing? Because I don't. I think that I it's feel, something. Yeah. I think that we're taught it from the second that we're born. And it, yeah, so yeah. it becomes like something that we feel like is natural, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's not. learned. It's learned, which means we can unlearn it if 100%. we choose. Yeah. Right. So, okay. You want to give the people hope for the future. I love all of that. I'm really curious to know from both of you, Trian, I'm start with you. Mm-hmm. What is the most important thing or reform or policy? What are you, mo- what are you fighting for right now? Right now, I just want like different colors of people in different like seats in the office or 100%. legislative like um, legislative positions. Like it's too like we have frequent like I seen um this was a statistic. It was like around ninety percent of um the most powerful positions in the world. Um, not not in the world in America, being political or not, are run by white people. So it's just like like that really scares me and says that like you know that that the people like let's say let's say um let's say um uh, we're doing a protest about what like you know we're doing a protest about women. I did a protest about women, right? Like about like two days ago, I did a protest about women about black women. Um, although I'm, you know, I'm a black man, you know, I'm trying to stand up for them and that's what we should, should be doing. Black I was muted. Women. You can hear me. I said, you're the best. Thank you for oh. doing that. Okay. <laughs> 90% of the people are white, white people in power. By the way, it's white men. White men. Yes. Very true. Yes. So you true. doing that work for women is amazing. And I'm sorry for interrupting. Keep going. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah. Um, so 
shit. I forgot where I was. <laughs> but shit, um, it's my fault. You were saying you did this work for women, but you felt like it, I was asking oh, yeah. you, what's the number oh, yeah. one thing? Oh yeah. So like, yeah. Um, people like, okay, we need like a trans women to fight for trans women's rights. You know what I mean? You need black people to fight for black people's rights that have power in these um, positions and legislative order. So like, I need like, you know, representatives for each, like, you know. Absolutely. But thing. that's, that is why also right now uh -huh. people have been saying like, uh, as a white person, like, should I speak up or say anything about this? Well, fucking yeah, you should, because we're the uh -huh. ones that are in the positions of power right now that can make the change to, by the way, help get other people in positions of power too. So of course we should be mm -hmm. talking about it, but we should be talking about those issues, right? There's definitely things that we don't need to be and shouldn't be talking about um, mm -hmm. as white people, but I'm with you. And um, I think that that means that by the way, the people that are in power right now, if we truly mm -hmm. want to make a change, have to be willing to give up some privilege, mm -hmm. right? Like just it has to happen. So, okay, let's get new people in office. I think like, let's just get rid of the system that's there yeah, that's, deconstruction, yeah that's thing. and then we can reconstruct from the ground up it goes back to even writing like the constitution i was talking to someone else they're like who wrote the constitution white men slave, slave owners slave owners yes so perhaps we should just rip that up and start from scratch with voices mm -hmm. from all different communities and backgrounds i don't know as a thought radical but okay yeah what about you? What is well, I just want to say something that wasn't that wasn't radical. It's logical. Yeah, it's very logical. I was like, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Commend you on that. But the main the main. So thing how do we change see... that, though, for the whole world? I mean, actually, it gives me so much hope that you all know that because you're the next generation. Anyway, yeah, keep going. It's, it's, it's about it's about the kids too. the kids are the are the real change, you know, kids that are. 10 years old right now, nine years old, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. Because in 10 years from now, they're going to be the ones in our positions. But um, as I was saying, the main things I want to see, like Trion said, people of color in every industry. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the industries that control our media and the things we see and the things we're fed, we need more people that look like us. Like um, I was talking to a news reporter from CBS and we were saying in order for people to be inspired and for our voices to be heard, there has to be people from our communities in those meetings, in those newsrooms, in those those places of power. Because 100%. even though like, let's say, um, in the newsroom, they're talking about what's happening in our community based on statistics, based on videos, not based on their experiences in the community. So they don't really know how deeply and how complex it is. So when we're not gonna get the people who, who have never grown up in our communities and experienced the things that we, we've experienced are never gonna understand fully. Absolutely. You know, so somebody from our community has to, you know, be educated and and raise up and try to get themselves in that place of power and that's that's the main reason why i'm pushing like unity and power to the people because we do have 
we do have all the power and it is the sad thing is that we just don't realize that we have all the power um i agree so that, that's why it's all I mean, an illusion as yeah, long 100%. as the person in power gets the other people to believe it it is true 100%. but if we start believing the opposite that could be true too like you're saying and um that's why i think it's so important to to take a portion of the nypd's funding and not only nypd police departments across all states and put it into urban com urban communities and um <laughs> why did you do that because that's kind of that's kind of like a racist term urban it but is it is that's why i put the <laughs> but you know we have to put funding into our communities because you know our schools are based off tax dollars right the community's tax dollars our communities have low income mm -hmm. so if our community is low income and our schools are built on our tax dollars then the school is going to be low income as well and we're going to have poor education poor funding fewer textbooks um less teachers um more and students then it just goes around and around and around because exactly. then you get less good jobs if you have mm -hmm. less education, whatever. I mean, this, that that is why the, a system, you, we cannot just like tweak little things. The system's literally designed to go. Yeah, we have to rebuild. We have itself. to rebuild the system because the, the mm -hmm. system wasn't built for the people. It was built for the banks. It was built for the investors. It was built mm -hmm. for the people in power. Exactly. Just to get more money in power, literally. 100%. That's it. And keep everyone else out of it. Mm -hmm. So... Okay, let's talk about, okay, you've organized, is it two protests so far? You had the one big one, and then you had one two days ago. I have no yeah, idea how big Saturday. it was. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, it, was, it was a good size. It was okay. <laughs> I'm sure. And by the way, hey, it's it's in all cities. I was um, downtown Denver this weekend at Civic Sonic Park on Saturday um, for more protests um, mm. and for Juneteenth celebrations. Mm. Um, and it was a completely different crowd mm -hmm. shrunk than two weeks ago, than a month ago, mm -hmm. um, which I think will continue to happen, but there are still people going, which gives me hope. Um, 100%. So that, go ahead. I was going to say that's, that's why like we need to teach people not to be so influenced by social media because mm -hmm. half of these people are protesting because of, a trend it's like a trend to protest and yeah to do this shit but it's, it's not a trend this is really our future that we're fighting for we're trying to change the world yeah i mean as organizers of protests how does that feel because you're still doing it right like nothing's changed mm -hmm. on your end how do you keep getting the word out are you going to still organize more protests what's the oh, yeah 100 percent um 100 percent we're going to continue organizing more protests we're going to continue putting the word out spreading the word spreading flyers um but eventually it is it's going to get deeper than protesting we want to build an organization for our communities keep going anything else you want to go uh, ahead Trion. i mean i also like you know i also wanted to just like um like see if we get really close with more like you know representatives of like law enforcement you know what i mean like we're trying to like talk have the community 
versus law enforcement relationship a little better between not a little bit a lot better between the two but i feel like it starts with like a giant change as we said earlier like you know destroying the entire constitution altogether and creating a new everything because we can't keep doing new bills new reforms and everything we can't just keep overriding things and then mm-hmm. thinking oh yeah it's okay now you know but we did a lot of those bills already so but here's the yeah, thing: no, because- in, in order, in order for us to ease tensions, it start it starts with the people. You know, we have to we have to converse. We have to talk to each other. We have to solve our problems. We have to talk like human beings and adults, have mm-hmm. mature conversations, figure out what the problem is, and solve it. So, you know? are you okay? So, you guys are organizing these protests talking to each other obviously you're talking to me are you talking to police are you talking to other people in the community talk to me about that what is that looking like and and i'm trian i'm sorry i feel bad because you're not talking as much but yeah i gotta ask you this it was your brother you said that was murdered oh no my cousin your cousin okay and i'm sending you a lot of love i'm so sorry that that happened thank you how do you get yourself to talk to cops after knowing that and going through that experience? Get yourself to come at this from a space of peace, love, and hope. And I ask because I'm sure there's other people that are going to listen to this that are angry, well, you know? Well, because... Where'd he one, go? We lost him. Oh, let me give him a call real quick. He'll come back. It's okay. We can keep going. He'll come back. Unless I, you want to. No, I'll call, I'll call him. Give him one one call. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is when technology is great and not great. Yeah, his phone probably died, but hopefully he has a charger in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I would think he has a charger in the car. I'm calling him one more time. That's actually like the the place that I'm guaranteed to have a charger. Whereas in my yeah, apartment, 100%. I can't find it half the time. But um, as I was saying, the main reason I can, you know, talk to police civilly and have a intellectual conversation with them sometimes because, you know, some some police officers don't want to hear it. They're just there to put on a mean face and, you know, try to, like, intimidate you. <laughs> but um, the main reason why I can do this is because I'm not ignorant, one. So you have to evolve if you want to see evolution itself. You know, you you can't stay in the same mind frame. And I, it's, it might sound like corny, but not not all cops are bad. Not all cops are bad. 100%. It's not corny. It's true. I think it's hard to remember that. Just like not all people are bad. Just like mm. you were saying in the beginning, what you want to show youth. Hey, not all black youth are causing a ruckus or whatever the yeah. heck you said. No shit. Because every person's different. I mean, it's crazy to me that we want to group people together like that. But we do. You know why okay. we do? Because, um, welcome back, Trion. Yeah, he's back yeah, and he's not in a car anymore. <laughs> my phone got too hot, so it just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Oh no, but, um, you know, the main reason why we have these like ideologies and these stereotypes and these, um, these just these views of the world and different groups is, is because of media. And like, if there was no media, we literally would not have any type of views on a certain demographic of people unless we experience something there's a lot of racist people that hate black people or hate mexican people or hate asian people 
strictly based off the news. Strictly. Never interacted with the person, not like them in their lives. And they feel that way for some reason. It's crazy. And and it's like, do you really trust the the news and the government that much that you don't believe that there's propaganda? Like, I'm not sure if the, the term is imperialism, what they used to do like in the 1700s and shit where they would go to, you know, other other colonized areas and break them up in order to take over it's like divide and conquer like you know yeah yeah i know what you're talking about i'm like is that imperialism shit i don't know i I think it is (laughs) but um basically they want to divide us to conquer us they want to divide us for us to live in fear for us to never unite for us to never come together because they know that as that's how you keep the power exactly Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important for us to always, like when me and Triana protest and we always inform the people that we are stronger together, like power mm-hmm. and numbers are always strong together. Like let's let's say, I'll give a stupid analogy. <laughs> let's say you're walking down the, down a block, right? Mm-hmm. And like you ever seen the movie, The Warriors, 1970s movie? Basically it's about, it's about like New York, New York gangs, right? It's a 1970s movie. New York gangs from all over. Let's say you're walking down the block and you run into an opposing member. If you're by yourself, you're more likely to get beat up. You're more likely to get harassed. You're more likely to, you know, for something to happen. Let's say you're with 10 people. It's less likely that something's going to happen to you because you're, you're, you have the power in numbers. And that's what people need to understand you know the more numbers we have the more united we are the power the more powerful we are i'm muting trian i don't know what's going on (laughs) i hope he's okay um yeah it is that it's totally power by numbers it's the same thing like as a woman you know, I'm if I'm walking home and I like we always want to have friends with us mm. because we don't want to walk by ourselves, you know, for a lot of the reasons. 100 percent. So, OK, the message that you're giving to everybody is. We're stronger together. I mean, I want to know more about the protest two week two days ago, but I mm. also want to know when twenty five thousand people. I mean, I guess it could be from both. What's been the most inspirational or surprising thing you've seen or heard at the protest? Well, the most inspirational for me is when people like people people praise me. I don't I don't really, you know, I'm extremely humble. You know, I'm just a regular kid. Like anybody can do what I'm doing or what anybody can do what Trion is doing. It's just the fact that you know what I mean? I've I've decided to take like a a stand because I, I saw a lot of young people just sitting down sharing stuff on social media and not actually going outside and protesting so the most inspirational thing to me is when people like praise me i don't really i don't let it get to my head but i like i'm glad that i can in- inspire people it's inspirational for to me that i inspire people. i'm back welcome back again yeah, yeah, I get that because you feel like 
you're just doing what needed to be done. Yeah, 100%. But the reality is there are so many people that know what need to be done and are scared to take action or don't think they can do it or whatever. Well, that's and you the just thing. did um, it. I felt, like, I felt this way my whole life. Like, I felt like I can, I can do something that makes a mark. You know, I, I always felt like I'm going to do something that leaves a mark and I'm going to do something that changes, if not the world, it changes people's minds for the better. Hell yes. You know, and you're doing and, it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to continue doing it. It's, it's not done yet. I just want to no, see. No, it's not. You know, I just want a better world for for the future generation. Like, I'm I mean, only if 19. You, you're only 19. That's what I was going to say. If you keep doing that, there's no way you won't. I mean, you already have had that impact on at least, let's call it 30,000 people. Okay. At least you have done that. And that is inspiring enough. Anytime I do have a conversation or an interview and someone tells me, oh, this impacted my life, that gives me inspiration to keep me going. And I oh. hope that it does the same for y'all. So, okay, Trion, what you missed is I was asking mm -hmm. y'all what has been the most inspiring or surprising thing that you've seen come out of the protest that y'all organized. So what would that be for you? Um, I would say inspiring-wise, I would just say um, repealing 50A. Like about what, like uh, like what, yeah, like, like twenty four hours, a couple, like a day and and some change, fifty eight was repealed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Quote, um, uh, that's yeah. a fact. I can't. And, I um, didn't hear what you said. Can you say it again? Um, repealing fifty A. What is fifty A? Because I don't. Uh, is the that the chokehold bill? The what? The chokehold bill. In no, New no, York, no, that, yes. No, that one isn't the chokehold bill. It was. It was Wait, ten bills. Like, yeah. There was ten bills that were passed um, from the directly in New York. You're talking about? Yeah. Um, okay, let's hear about them because in Colorado, I don't necessarily know that. I know it's being passed here. So well, tell I, me, I know, what did the protest? What did the protest get? What results? Three, this is exciting. Yeah, I know three bills that were passed a couple of days after our protest. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want to say this: uh, we we informed the people on on a loudspeaker on how to, to to advocate the bills. Like we, we informed the people what numbers to text. Mm -hmm. We informed the people um, what to text the numbers and how to like have your voice heard other than social media, like lawfully. Amaz so truly about taking action. Yeah. Um, Love it. But I know, I know of three bills that were passed out of the 10. The one was 50A, which was what? was just talking about it's um it's a bill that protects police officers records um yeah basically anything they do like let's say they that was it. Smack, uh, that's the qualified smack. immunity yeah basically yeah mm -hmm. they it's got like, rid of that here in colorado too mm -hmm. it's awesome oh they have it they have it in every state for every every police department oh they did i didn't even know that oh. It, it might not be called 58, but something along the lines of okay. your records are protected from the public. Oh, no, so, you're talking about something. Okay, so all of that is public now. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Should be. Um, Another one was the Eric Gardner Chokehold Act, where you can't put somebody in a chokehold while trying to detain them. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw the news, but literally yesterday, uh, was yesterday Sunday? Yeah. There was a guy in Brooklyn... 
he was with two white guys. He was a black guy. The white guys were like egging the cops on with their phones. The, the black guy says something, and then all of a sudden, bam, the cops just like charge and arrest him. Take him yeah, down. Yeah, so, and they put him in a chokehold too, right? And they put him in a chokehold too. And the, one of the officers tapped the guy, like, yo, get off him. Which thought, that was good to see, actually. An right. officer actually being like, get off. Right. Um, not good to see the chokehold, especially after they just passed this law. It's crazy. But now he'll be held accountable. At least let's hope so. No, he definitely will. Definitely will. So, but okay. The, the third one that I know of was um, race-based 911 calls. False 911 calls based on race. Oh, yeah. That's gone now. That was, mm-hmm. um, it's basically a crime now. I'm not sure if it's a misdemeanor or like a class B. Well, it's a crime. Like the gal Amy in Central Park. Yeah. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. Because that happens all the time 911 officers say but it's never reported like that or documented Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if if the kid's name was tamir rice a 12 year old that was playing with a a fake gun in the park um a white lady called the cops on him saying that she thinks he has a weapon mind you he's a little kid he was 12 years old and it was a water gun right yeah it was a water gun and the Mm -hmm. police officers um arrived on the scene as soon as they stepped out the car they shot him he was 12 years old and he died. I forgot. Was that in was New at. York? No, no, no. This wasn't in New York. This was somewhere down south, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that ago. law passed. Yeah. 100%. Wow. But it's deeper. We need it. We need it to be universal, not just New York. Because New Agreed. York, technically, I feel like New York is sweet compared to other states. Like, like it's not, it's not as gruesome. It's not as as bad as a, a, we we do have a terrible police force though nypd is terrible yeah nypd the, is terrible they harass communities they arrest people unlawfully the thing is aggressively yeah, but the thing is like why like i i realized like new york police department has always been like notoriously like you know screwed up and crooked mm-hmm. like forever so you know and the thing is these mobs we're all Italian back in the day. And, mm. you know, that's why most of their securities um, and like procedures they go about with handling um, 911 calls are brutality now, quote unquote. But yeah, like it's kind of like when they see a person of color, they just think, oh, yeah. So just like the Italian mobs were, they're going to try to kill the cops because they used to kill cops too. So, you know, not like. You know, it's not like cops need to, like, always, like, have to be ready to risk their life and not pull out a gun before, you know, this person. But when their lives are in, are in danger, it seems like um, uh, they they have, like, you know, either backup or whatever they have to do with them. But when their lives are not in danger, it's just... Um, what do you call it? Like, they just start, you know, getting too hyper they don't like know how to think they don't know how to like react to certain situations they don't know how to diffuse a lot you of like, become like um like ego trick like non-human mm-hmm. yeah like an ego trip but I, i've been reading a lot of stuff about cop training and mm-hmm. where this mentality comes from and i mean it is in a way i'm going to compare it to a gang in the sense that like you have your brother's back always 100 a gang and mm-hmm. yeah, it is. And so that's what ha- and it's like this mentality. And I mean, the reality 
it's a beautiful and an, an unfortunate thing because I think if we don't realize this, then it becomes an unfortunate thing. Our brains are so easily manipulated and trained. Mm -hmm. Like we get to believe anything that we want to, which right. is really powerful. And it's completely unpowerful when you don't realize that you have that power because then you're just believing whatever you're told to you and molded. And, you know, all mm -hmm. of that to say is like, there has to be some kind of compassion and empathy for these cops that go through this training. They're literally trying to become killers and never turn on each other. Like all of that is true. We have to talk about mental health. Right. We're talking about so many things. I think a lot of people forget. We have to talk about mm -hmm. mental health. Where does this really all come from and these feelings towards each other? So I don't know. You're all 19 year olds, boys, actually, you know, I grew up as a, as a woman from when I was born. Some people choose, you can choose your gender, whatever. I'm not going to get into that whole conversation, but I was born a woman. I'm assuming you're all born male bodies yes. identify as men, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So as 19 year old men, how okay is it for you all right now? And by the way, um, there's just a lot going on. We're all going through trauma. How okay is it for you all to talk about mental health? Do you? Well, honestly, I, I don't talk about my mental health because I feel like I'm a very optimistic person and you know, everybody goes through their hardships or whatnot, but it's all about overcoming and, and beating whatever you're battling inside. A, a lot of things are meant to keep us down in this world. Like mm -hmm. everything we see is always a sad story. Like we forget how beautiful this world is and mm -hmm. how innocent we are at heart. The, the main reason why people are not innocent is because of how we were taught, what we were taught and the things we, we experience. And it's not our fault. The system was set this way for us to, you know, be at a low vibration, um, you know, always sad and depressed, um, not really seeing the beauty of the world and, and nature and shit like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like what we're doing is kind of different from what other people are doing because we're, we're actually trying to raise people up and empower people to, and for them to realize their power and to realize like everything's going to be okay if we if we just stop hating each other like it literally comes down to that but it starts it starts with loving yourself you have to love yourself in order for you to love other people yes so, yeah. i love that you're saying it one of my favorites rupaul how in the hell can you love somebody else if you can't love yourself you know mm -hmm. um and it's so true and you said something like you know you're in these low vibrations, right? If you're thinking negatively, I mean, literally we're all energy and the thoughts release frequencies and vibrations. It's true. And when you're leading a process, 25,000 people with a message of hope, love, inspiration, and unity, come on. And those yeah. vibrations affect other people and they keep going. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, some things that you said were so beautiful and the truth of the matter is life is going to happen period yeah. and we can't control it but what we can choose is our attitude towards it and what we do with it afterwards 100 um which mm -hmm. i'm so inspired by how you all are doing it so okay trion coming back to you how about you and mental health do you feel like you can talk about it um and is there anything else you want to say about what y'all is just saying oh i mean like you know like me mental health i feel like um 
like back then it was kind of harder for me to talk about it because you know i didn't like really talking you know about you know problems that i usually have but i feel like as i talk about them i feel like it could also inspire people to help themselves as well so sharing yes. stories you know that's why i appreciate what you're doing right here but yeah sharing stories is always one way you know to relate with somebody and um you know a lot of people can understand you but not a lot of people can relate with you so i feel like you know when you relate with some when you relate with somebody that's when like like unity is at its highest and your energy with them is at the absolute highest and everything it's like everything you're saying is exactly why Harry and I started Capsule. Um, we're all walking around afraid of each other. When yeah, the reality is we literally need connection. It's part of our being as social creatures and animals that we need connection, right? Uh-huh. And the problem is and why we don't have connections because we're afraid to be vulnerable because we've been told, oh, if I tell you how I'm feeling or how this is affecting me, you can't understand me. You're not going to get me. You don't really give a shit at the end of the day. So why am I going to uh-huh. open up to you if I'm just going to get hurt? And as as men, we were taught like it's it's like weak to show your emotions and weak to express when you're sad and when you're, you know, going through shit. You know, a and lot do you of think people, that's true? Nah, I don't think it's true. No, but, I think you actually look weaker when you try to hold it together and then you fucking crumble or flip out at somebody because yeah, you can't handle yeah. it. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people are fucked up in the head. Yeah, and they don't. It's not not in like a sadistic, psychotic way, but in a sort of deranged and you know not unstable right it's it's like a tradition it's like a routine for them to like you know continue to bottle up their emotions and you know it's it's hard to do that when you have years on decades of life to go or you know you've lived years of life and you don't know what to do now that's why like you know a lot of things just you know a lot of unfortunate events happen because people don't know how to talk exactly that's 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 why i feel like it's so important for people and that we we educate people on how to how to move forward and let Mm -hmm. go of certain things absolutely it's i don't when i say let go i don't mean to forget but let go of the of the emotional draining yeah stop letting it take over you and instead Mm -hmm. use it to power you to do something moving forward just like you did with your cousin right exactly um, it doesn't mean you've forgotten, but I mean, I'm going to fuel that to do something good rather than 100%. having it take over my life. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what, you guys, like you two 19 year old men talking to me about this stuff publicly. I hope that people your age watch this and see, whoa, like I can do that and that it's powerful and that you're changing the world by talking mm-hmm. about love, by talking about mental health, by talking about opening up and connecting with, with people. So Keep, I'm so inspired by you too. Um, Thank you so much. Is there anything that, and I want to give both of you the opportunity because I've asked a lot of questions here to unique individuals. I always say like your vibe attracts your tribe. And Uh it's wild because so many of the things that you two said throughout this, I'm like, oh my God, I could literally be saying the same thing. Um, And it's beautiful, beautiful people, like very spiritual. I can feel that from you. is there anything that you want to say while we have this public platform, you know, this going on a podcast, any message that you want to give to people about 
growing up black in America, about starting a protest, about being a leader, about being a 19 year old in this country, about being a man in this country, anything. Um, now is the time, obviously, you know, the topic of this particular podcast, so maybe keep it along the lines of racism in America. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, please, what message would you like to share with the world or what, what thing do you need to know, need them to know? Triad, you got anything you want to say? I got the first. Um, yeah, uh, I would say like, you know, for, you know, young kids out there that, you know, or people who just aren't, who doesn't want to like, you know, doesn't think they have, you know, that drive and compassion and do whatever they want to do. Like, point of like, you know, like my, like, well, we're our protests that we try to do, you know, I like to like, I don't like to be seen as a leader. I like to be seen as an example, you know, not like, you know, I don't want people to think like, cause like leader has like a more like, it could be positive and a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. So like, you know. No, I feel like be it's beautiful what you're saying. It's for the people. You're just doing yeah. it to be a part of the people to show the way, mm -hmm. not yeah, to be like, the only know, one doing it. I could start up the chants in the protest and I could be with you screaming in the chants on the megaphone at the same time. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, I have to keep leading and everything, you know, I, I was talking to people during this stuff too. So, you know, just being an example, a good example in this world creates more good examples in this world. Literally be the change, right? Come on. Mm -hmm. Be the change. Oh, so beautiful. Is there anything, by the way, Trion, and of course, yeah, this is going to go to you too. You mm -hmm. all have been talking to young people a lot. Mm -hmm. I think the young people get it more, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Is there yeah. anything you want to say to the older generation that might think, fuck, I'm cynical or jaded, nothing's going to change, or by the way, I get it already, I don't need to learn more, have these conversations, or just not doing anything. Is there anything you want to say to the older generation? I mean, you know, like old generation, you know, life is short. You know, you can't, you can always change. It's not, you know, it's not short enough and it's not long enough, but you have enough time in life to change who you are. And, you know, like there's a lot of pain they hold within them, you know, kind of scared, like, you know, they have, you know, grudges and a whole bunch of stuff, issues, but, you know, I feel like if you let the younger generation do what they do, I feel like this will, you know, open up your eyes to just letting you do you. You know what I mean? Because you can't really stop us. You know what I mean? You can't really stop. Like, like I know. I mean, I don't have kids right now, but I know when my mom was raising me, she was really so like so freaking pissed every single time I come home late or whatever, do whatever I was doing, and shit. And that my sister and my brother couldn't do the same shit. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> they're gonna say any they're gonna say something anyway. So you know what? It's just you do whatever. And doing whatever you want always leads to what you probably gonna get. That's the quickest way to get what you want, to do whatever you want. You know what I mean? So just I let you I do you and let everyone do it, you know, everyone. I wanna expand on what Trion was just saying. Um to all the old people, all the older people, the older generation, mm. the youth and the children are easily influenced. Um, so use your knowledge, use your wisdom to influence the young people in a positive manner. Don't 
don't try to spread your bigotry and your hatred and your ignorance because mm -hmm. the only thing that's going to do is create more ignorant people and more hate in the world. So if you're old, you already lived your life and you kind of have your views on the world set already, set in stone. What about the, the people that are still trying to find their way throughout this world to find out who they are? You know, you want to influence those people to, to become better than you, you know? Because obviously the older generation has failed. Look at the state of the world we're in. And not even putting the, the blame on them. It's, it's more of the system has failed you guys and the system is failing us as well. So if you, if you believe the system has failed you or your people, you know, do all that you can do to, to lead. You don't have to go outside and protest or whatever. But mm -hmm. when, you, when you're outside grocery shopping and you see a young black kid or, or, or a young white male, a young white woman, you know, talk to them, at, see where their head is at, see how they're doing and try to influence them to become a better version of you. And I kind of want to, um, like to, to all the young people that are watching or that end up seeing this, you only live once, you know? You only live once. And when you die, you don't want to die a death. And then you're, you're going to be like, damn, I didn't do shit with my life. Um, I just lived a normal life. I didn't do anything. You know, I like I silenced my voice. You don't you you don't want to ever silence your voice because you never know if your voice resonates with ten people, a thousand people, a hundred thousand people, a million people. You know, you never know who can relate to your story and, and whatnot. And life is about growing, and life is about evolving and becoming better every day. You know, sometimes there are setbacks. You know, the world is mean, the world is nasty, but how are we going to change this world if we just continue to spread hate? The only thing we can do is love one another. It's that it's literally that simple. All we yeah. have to do is love each other and try to break out of our ways. And I also want the young people to be mindful of their actions. Like you have to be mindful of the things that you do. Sometimes we just act based off instinct and and things we were taught, like just uh, just that's just our nature. But I just want the young people to be mindful of the things they do and, and the the effect is gonna have because everything has a butterfly effect, you know. So, do you want to destroy the world or do you want <laughs> to change the world for the better? Like, there's only two options, and that, that obviously, like we we feel like the world is being destroyed in front of our eyes. So we want to step up and influence the people to realize what's really going on, mm -hmm. initiate a plan and, you know, just change shit through actions, not through words, through actions. Yeah. I'm leaving this conversation full of love, full of inspiration to take action and to spread it forward. I feel like those are the things that y'all are saying over mm -hmm. and over again. 100%. Choose love because the other choice is hate. So let's choose love. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. literally as simple as it is. 
do something with it, take action, make something of your life and mm-hmm. spread it forward, young and old people. I love it all. Um, 100%. Thank you both so much. If people are listening that are in New York, is there another protest or something that y'all are organizing that you want to give a shout out to um, or a shout out to anything um, that you all are doing? Should I direct people somewhere? Well, um, I just want to say follow follow us on Instagram at the United Races. Um, that's at the we'll be putting a little tag on it um on the comments so oh okay they'll know exactly where um, to go you know i want to direct people to hope and truth all the people listening don't just accept what you hear and Uh accept what you see seek your own truth and because there's depths of every situation and everything you learn question everything 100 and be mindful be mindful that's it you know yep it's like what you're saying it's not complicated it's not it's simple yeah somehow we complicate totally totally um i mean honestly i could talk to you guys for a long time um but unfortunately i do have to wrap it up so um anything else either of you want to say on the record um yeah i mean i don't really have much you know just Keep fighting, yeah. <laughs> Keep fighting till it's over. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not yeah, a move. I'm not a moment. It's a movement. It's gonna be and, life's work. And I want to say one more thing. You don't have to try to change the whole entire world. You can start little by changing something in your community. Maybe even your home. Maybe your racist parents. Like you know, like. Or yourself. And what you are yourself. That's where it starts. Yourself. I love yourself. it. Yeah, and that's a, that's a really good point because people get overwhelmed. Oh, there's so much. How do I even mm-hmm. start? Fuck it. I'm not going to do anything. I've said the same thing before. My friends say to me all the me time, too. Jamie, think globally, start locally. Right. One small action. Like yep. you said, it's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. It will keep spreading. So you're right. It doesn't have to be a big yep. thing to be mm-hmm. a big thing, you know? Yep. Um, okay. Thank you both. I'm going to go ahead and stop the live stream. Again, anyone that's watching, Check them out on The United Races on Instagram. We will be putting it in the comment section. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening and being a part of this conversation as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One World, Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed hearing this story and you wish to hear more, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram at One World, Your Story. From all of us here at the One World Your Story podcast, we are sending you so much joy and love. Have a wonderful rest of your day.